Welcome to Inside the Multiverse with Carlos, Brad, and Matt. In this episode, we discuss the news of the introduction of mutants and the X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We play a game of Would You Rather, and we discuss the series finale of WandaVision. Check us out on Twitter at ITMultiverse. Now, it's time to explore with us as we go inside the multiverse. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Multiverse. Thank you guys all for listening. How's it going, guys? Going good. Uh, it was a good week of WandaVision, and I'm excited for the little uh, curveball we're going to throw at everybody this episode. Yeah, it's going to be fun, dude. Matt, what's up, dude? Nothing much. Things have been good. Excited to get this podcast going because last episode of WandaVision, we got a lot to dive into. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the big thing. And of course, like always, just for everybody out there, if you're listening, you haven't seen the last episode, that's going to be at the end. And I'll try to remember to announce spoiler warnings and all that stuff. So that way you can pause it, go watch it, come back and listen and tell us what you think. Um, before we kind of get started, though, it was a slow news week. We didn't have much. Um, but Brad, what was the one like big rumor that kind of popped out of nowhere? So the one big rumor that popped out was the I, it's already been like, I guess, confirmed that there's going to be mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But now we have confirmation that they're going to be making a movie, uh, which is going to be a reboot. So that was like that's I mean, pretty big news. So I, I, I was really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, for the longest time, Marvel hadn't had the rights to mutants. Uh, Fox has had the rights in 2019. Disney, like, doing what all monopolies start to do is, you know, start to collect everything and hoard everything, and they were able to purchase Fox. So now they get the rights back to all their mutant characters. Now, I don't know if you guys knew or not, but that's the reason why they were able to call Wanda her name, right? I think we kind of said that the last episode was, you know, she got called the Scarlet Witch. That's because of the rights that came back. Because before, they couldn't really mention that. They couldn't call her that. That's why she's kind of... She doesn't have an alias. All that stuff. Um, but yeah, the mutants seem to be coming back. Probably going to be a reboot. Um, Matt, what are kind of your initial thoughts on that? How are you feeling about it, dude? I'm super excited. Because um, I, I feel like what we've gotten in the past has, has been a mix of good and bad with the mutants. There's been some really great X-Men related movies and, and some pretty terrible ones too. And there really hasn't been anything, maybe the first Thor and maybe Iron Man two and three um, that Marvel's done. That's been like straight out bad. I think almost everything they've done has been at least good or, you know, upwards to really good or perfect. But I, I think Marvel now being able to use the mutants, I think, uh, means we're just going to get some really great movies and some really great, great characters um, in the MCU. So I'm, I'm super excited for it. Yeah. How about you, Brad? I'm really excited to see what angle they take, because I know it's been kind of floating around like they use like the 90s style uh, writing in the article that was released. So I think it'd be really cool if they did like a 90s style X-Men movie and they kind of like honed in the focus on only like a few characters. Because I know in like prior X-Men movies, they did like a really, really wide uh, net of characters and maybe that diluted the product a little bit. 
So I feel like if they were going to start out, maybe they do, they just hone in on like a few characters, like a few of the main ones. And then maybe we'd get a better quality movie to start out. And then they can expand like the mutant universe from there. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was super excited, you know, after you'd sent me the, the article just to see and read about it. And then kind of how you mentioned the, the font and the announcement was in that 90 style. Now, I'm sure most both of you guys at some point and anybody listening probably saw the X-Men, you know, animated series growing up. And it was one of my favorite things to watch. And it was kind of my introduction into the X-Men. Um, I I don't know if they're going to set it in that time period or if it's just going to take that influence from that time period or what it's going to be. But I'm super excited. And I kind of mentioned it to you guys earlier that I hope they let Wolverine kind of just simmer for a bit you know like they don't have to introduce him yet let him be on the outskirts let's focus on the team let's focus on maybe the first five members of the team their dynamics how they work together and then maybe sequel you introduce logan who can kind of be that you know loner guy he doesn't want to work with them but he kind of does you know harsh exterior soft interior type of character and that's good that way you know I know he's a great character, and I love him. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters, but it's time to just let it breathe for a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to see where they go. Um, like Matt said, you know, Marvel has a great track record of doing these things, and I think with Kevin Feige in charge, he understands these characters a lot better than, you know, a lot of people think they understand the characters or I don't want to make this like a Marvel versus DC thing, but he understands Marvel's characters better than the heads up at DC have understood their characters. You know what I mean? Um, so he'll know the direction in which to take this in. And I'm sure he's just excited as we are. What I'm excited about is like, we get another joke of like Deadpool talking about like oh another x-men team which you know because he made that reference when he was talking to like in deadpool 2 like oh which universe is this is this the patrick stewart one or james mcavoy i can't keep track of them all or whatever he said like dude and it's confirmed that he's gonna have his third movie and if we see him interacting with another member i just really i'm gonna lose it because he's probably gonna say something else about it and it's gonna be so good um, with that rumor in mind, um, you know, of course, we're going to have to wait, to, you know, who knows how long we're going to have to wait to hear about directors and writers and all that good stuff. But um, what would you guys think about, like, who would be your ideal team, Brad? Like, who, who would you want to see first off? Like, what X-Men would you like? I know you had said that you wanted to let them kind of let Logan simmer a little bit, but I just... I need I need Logan. I he's like he's like one of my favorite X Men. So I, I think he he's got to be a part of the team. Uh, I'd probably go with like Logan, Cyclops, uh, Professor X, uh, Beast, and probably um, oh shoot, what's his name? I forgot his name now. Uh, the I the the metal dude, Colossus. Yeah, Colossus. Because, I mean, Colossus is already... He's kind of already part of the universe. So I feel like he's, like, an easy tie-in. Um, and then I'd probably throw in a couple others. I'm not too well-versed on the X-Men. Uh, so I, I would... I don't know... I don't know who who was in the original 90s uh, series. 
Oh, and the cartoon, dude, it was like a whole... It, it was a lot of people, but it was like oh, was Storm. It? Okay. Yeah, it was like Storm, Cyclops, Gene, Rogue, Jubilee, Beast. Uh, Gambit was actually one of the early members in that show. Uh, Wolverine, and there was a few more. But yeah, it was like a really big roster. Okay. Yeah, so I'd probably go with a little bit smaller roster, like I said before. Maybe, uh, oh, probably Nightcrawler, too. I really like Nightcrawler. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah. I feel it. Uh, Matt, who's your kind of team, ideal team? I know it's hard, but like... Yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard because there's so many X-Men that I love. And I'm kind of in the same position as you with uh, Wolverine. As as much as I love Wolverine, I mean, he's such a badass. I, and with how amazing Hugh Jackman portrayed him, I think it would be maybe a smarter idea if they didn't introduce him in the first go-around with the, the Marvel take on X-Men just because there has been so many movies and... I think whatever actor picks him up is just going to have a little bit of an uphill battle because, I mean, being compared to Hugh Jackman being the next one to take that mantle, it's it's a really hard you know position to fill. But with that being said, um, ones that I wrote down that I'd really love to see is uh, Rogue, Gambit, Nightcrawler, Angel, and then for a bad guy, mm-hmm. I'd I'd really love to see Mister Sinister because yeah. growing up in the animated show mr sinister was like one of the coolest looking villains i've ever seen and he's definitely uh, a pretty a pretty bad guy uh to the x-men so i think it'd be cool um to see him and i know in uh, deadpool 2 they kind of alluded to mr sinister a little bit so it, w- it would be cool to see them maybe either use that character or recast him or you know just do something with that character because he's he's such an intimidating badass. And I know we've gotten Rogue before, and Anna Paquin, I think is how you say her name. Um, she did a good job with it, but I'd like to see more of the uh, cartoon version where she was a lot more powerful than what she was portrayed in the original movies. And it would be really cool to see Gambit on the live screen. I know we saw him in one of the uh, Wolverine movies, but... It wasn't that great of a portrayal, I think. So uh, that would be my list. I mean, of course, obviously the other ones like Professor X, Cyclops, Gene, but those five that I list are ones that I'd love to see. Yeah, like I have to admit, I I would die if Gambit was one of the, like the first like mutants that they kind of show because he's my favorite. I think he's got some of the coolest powers, like you know, of the X Men. However, I do have to admit that he's kind of a scumbag. Like he's just slightly like you know he's got a little bit of those like he he's constantly hitting on chicks and doing all that type of stuff. So he's a little you know, but I like him. He's cool. Um, my team, I think I've been trying to like figure out who I'd want. I think you have to go with at least some form of an original five. So you'd probably have to have Cyclops and Gene really establish their story treat cyclops right because i don't think he's gotten a really good treatment yet um uh probably storm i would have storm just because i think you know she's an incredibly powerful character and should be once again given the treatment that she deserves um man i'm going back and forth on beast because you know we just saw him like we've seen him all throughout the lineup but i think he's important and then i'd maybe go Hmm. See, this is where it gets tough because then I want somebody like Gambit or Rogue would be cool. 
Jubilee would be cool, like especially if they eventually introduce Wolverine, because in the animated series, Wolverine acts like almost like a mentor to her, and I think that's really interesting. I want some of that explored. So I think Jubilee could be really cool. Um, and if they're going to use Deadpool, like you said, Brad, Colossus is an easy one. It's just to throw that version of Colossus in and be like, oh, he's in here. Yep, he's our Colossus. This is the universe. We'll leave it at that, and that's it. Um, so yeah, that would be a cool little roster. But um, I think as the movies go on and if they're successful, you can keep adding characters and you know doing things like that. And the movies could hopefully be pretty good. Now to the hard part, I think, which is maybe even harder, is who would you guys want to see direct these movies, Matt? Like who who's on your mind right now, Matt? Um, my obvious choice would be the Russo brothers, just because they've done ensemble movies and have made them successful in the uh, MCU. So I think when you are dealing with the X Men, you need to have a director that is able to have uh, a movie that shows multiple characters without you know it focusing on one more than the other, and is able to mesh it and blend it so it, it comes out as a good product then it, it doesn't feel uh, in one way or the other and it's just a good ensemble movie because i mean at the end of the day the x-men are a team so you know you need to focus on that team aspect yeah what about you brad i think uh i mean obviously the russo brothers are great because i mean they already have the marvel connection like matt said they've already done the ensemble movies they've produced some of the greatest marvel cinematic movies to date uh, they've done uh, Civil War, they've done uh, Winter Soldier, they've done Endgame. So, I, I mean, that's just an easy choice. I think another choice would be somebody like a Matthew Vaughn, who's done uh, the Kingsman series. And, I, I mean, they, those movies had, they had awesome action scenes. They kind of still dealt with an ensemble of characters. You know, you had a few different Kingsmen to deal with. So I think somebody like that would be an awesome choice. Yeah, I, I like both of those ideas. I think another one that kind of one that just came to mind. I mean, obviously, if they are putting those importance, I think the Russo brothers make the most sense just because it's like, well, we already know that they can knock it out of the park. If we want to get this franchise started right, why not put it in the hands of the people who can do the best? Um, I'm going to pitch James Gunn. Because he can handle, we can. We already seen that he has ensembles down, right? Like he took a band of misfits and a bunch of like C-list characters and made them really cool. And it looks like he might be doing that for DC too, right? So why not give him some more money? Tell him, all right, set this family of pretty much mutant misfits together and let's roll with it. Um, the other one that I had in mind, oh man, oh is uh, so they parted ways. Due to so when Ant-Man was first being made, the first director attached was Edgar Wright. And you know, it started going. There was like a I think it was like in early production. Eventually they parted ways because of creative differences. Now I don't know if Edgar Wright would come back, but I love all of his movies. I think he's got a really cool sense of like humor and he's got a good sense of like action to kind of mix in that humor and um i would be down if they said like all right edgar wright come and do this you know come and take this movie and go for it and i'd be all for that 
Um, other than that, I'm not too sure who else at this moment would be able to handle that movie. I'm sure someone will eventually come with come to me, or as we get closer, we start hearing names. Um, well, that's all we got. We're kind of going to move forward. Now, we said it was a slow news day. That's pretty much all we got. So we're going to try something else out today. Today, we are going to do something. I'm sure you guys have all played this or done this or asked each other these types of questions before. But today, we're going to do something called Would You Rather? Right? So basically, we're going to go around asking each other, would you rather do this or do this? Right? We have to give our honest answers, come up with it. And we just thought it'd be something fun to try something different. Now, they are going to be themed. It is going to be a little bit like movies, TV, all that kind of stuff. Um, the way it will go is I'll go first. Brad will follow with his. Matt will follow with his, asking us. And, and we'll just go like that until our questions run out. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll start off. So you two, keeping with the X-Men theme, would you rather be a member of the X-Men or... The Brotherhood of Mutants. Who wants to answer first? Come on. I'll, I'll go. Um, I think I'd rather be... Let's see. I don't know. I mean, I, I love Magneto. Magneto's leader of Brotherhood of Mutants, right? Yeah. Okay. See, I love Magneto, and I'm always torn because I love that he is so, like pro-mutant to the point where it, it hurts others so i don't like that part but i do like that he is just so loyal to the mutants so you know that would be very persuasive being a mutant but i, I think i just gotta go with x-men because i mean at the end of the day you get costumes you live in a nice mansion i mean it seems like you get you get good benefits maybe you get free schooling too so <laughs> i mean I, I think with everything um factored in I, i'd rather be x-men brad You've had some time to think. What would you rather be? Uh, I think I got to go with the same one, Matt. Um, I mean, the Brotherhood of Mutants, it sounds, you know, pretty appealing because, you know, you kind of get to be like a villain. You kind of get to play like the bad boy role. But, I mean, like Matt said, you know, it's it's all about the base. Uh, you get to live in the mansion. You get a free place to live. You probably get to score some free meals. Uh, I get to interact with all these cool characters. I mean, my favorite character, Wolverine. So I mean I gotta go with the uh, gotta go with X Men. Oh man, both of you guys suck, dude. As I'm gonna tell you right now, I would 100%, and I, I tell everybody this: be a Brotherhood of Mutant. Like if I was a mutant, I would be on Magneto's side. And even if I wasn't a mutant, I'd go up to Magneto and say, "How can I help you? What can I do? The human race does suck. What do you need from me?" Um, and all that like pampering stuff we'll have all of that whenever like he he created his own island right like i think he, it was called like genosha so i can yeah. sit, sit and live in genosha you know where nobody's gonna mess with me because they're gonna get torn to pieces if they do um yeah dude brotherhood of mutants all the way especially after and i rewatched this movie so much and i love the scene um x-men uh, not apocalypse what's the one before that why can't i think of it right now uh no it is it's first class no first class days of future past first yeah class. first class it's it's first class the nazi hunter one right where yeah. they show where they show magneto hunting down the people that have killed his parents yeah it's first mm -hmm. class and i've always thought like dude that's exactly what i would have done in that situation like i would have gone to hell and back trying to find out who killed my parents i would have found each and every one of them 
And I could have watched a whole two hours of just Magneto hunting down all these cool Nazis. All these cool Nazis, my bad. All these Nazis. Nazis are not cool. Disclaimer, Nazis are not cool. Um, all these Nazis. Um, but yeah, I would be a Brotherhood of Mutant, 100%. 100%. All right, Brad, what's your question for us? Would you rather be worthy to wield Mjolnir or wear the power ring? Oh, shit. Um, go for it, Matt. See, that's that's definitely difficult because I feel like with the ring, you can do so much. But um, I think I'd rather go with Mjolnir. Uh, just because the the powers of Thor, I mean, that's that's very tempting, and it gives you a little bit of uh, um, approval for yourself. You know, it's like, oh, I guess I must be doing something right if I can lift up the hammer that only Thor is worthy to wield. So I, I'd definitely go with the hammer. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna go different and say I would want the power ring, just because of all the like different stuff you can do. And, you know, all the constructs you can make. Now, I'm not that creative, but I think at minimum, I'd make some, like, funny stuff. And I can only imagine, like, beating, like, a criminal down with something incredibly inappropriate would be hilarious, dude. So I think I would go the power ring. I can get flight. I can survive in space. Uh, Yeah, I, I think I'd go the power ring. I think I'd probably go with the power ring as well. Uh, I just I think like the, just the, the ability to be able to construct like anything like out of the creativity of your mind like that's it's just an insane power. Uh, like you know if I'm running late to work you know I can just like construct my own freeway and just you know just ride along my freeway get to work no traffic. I mean I just I don't know I just feel like that's so cool you know and I feel like I mean I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm like the most creative person. But I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm like average creativity. So I feel like I could do some pretty cool stuff if I were able to like construct reality out of a ring. I dig it. Matt, what's yours? What's yours? Let's hear it. All right. My first question is, would you rather be on fire all the time like the Human Torch? Or would you rather always be frozen like Iceman? And you can't like turn off and on like they can. It's one or the other. Uh... That sucks. So is my fire or ice affecting the environment around me? It, it can't hurt other people because then that would just be a really shitty reality you live in. But <laughs> there might be inconveniences like maybe you can't wear clothes if you're on fire because it burns the clothes. But for this, we'll make it so it doesn't hurt anybody. Okay, fair enough. Uh, damn. Uh, give me the ice. I'd rather be iced up like I... No, normally I lean fire with everything. But in certain situations, like, I don't want to... At least with ice, I can wear some clothes and kind of cover up most of my, you know, body and be all right. Man, that's going to be hard. Like, are my... Because then I go start thinking, like, oh, dude, am I going to be taking, like, ice dumps from now on? Like, is that what this is going to be? Like, it's pretty fucked up. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess I go ice. Do I, like, am I, like, do I feel hot all the time? Or, like, do I feel cold all the time? Like, I am I affected by the temperature? Or am I, like, immune to that? No, just, like, how they are with their superpower. It doesn't, like, affect their 
like how they are. It's just your immediate environment, but not hurting other people. I'd, I'd probably go fire then. I just, I, I just feel like that'd be really cool. Just like be on fire all the time. I, I just feel like that's like way more intimidating. Cause like, I feel like if you were just ice, like you just kind of look like, what is it? Like Dr. Manhattan. Isn't he the one that's like, isn't he like all iced up? And he's, I feel like he's not very intimidating, but like, I feel like if I was just like walking around, like, you know, on fire, like, I, I don't know. That's pretty sick. Okay. I feel that. I don't know, dude. I'm telling you, ice, like, ice is pretty heavy, dude. You get punched in, like, the dick with ice. That'd be pretty intense. So I'm sure nobody would fuck with me if I had that. Um, my next question. Would you rather live in the world of Star Wars or live in the world of Lord of the Rings? Now, if you're obviously, if you favor one or the other, it's going to be easy. But what do you guys think? I'll be honest. Never seen a Lord of the Rings movie. Holy so, shit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with that being said, uh, I'm definitely going to pick Star Wars uh, just because I like space. Uh, I think space is a lot more it's a lot more mysterious. Uh, it's got some ang- ambiguity to it because like we don't know what's out there. And the uh, potential of like wielding a lightsaber is I mean, I think that tops anything that I can do in a Lord of the Rings universe. Uh, plus, I don't want to battle like freaking orcs and shit. Those sound like really annoying. So yeah, I definitely pick Star Wars. Have you seen Legolas take down an elephant, dude? Come on, come on, Matt. What would you rather live in? Um, so at first, I was thinking Star Wars just because the possibility of being a Jedi and being able to use the Force. But I love the Lord of the Rings universe more. I've read all the books, uh, watched all the movies. And the possibility of being a wizard or being uh, an elf, I think, uh, is really appealing to me. And I like the fact that it's that kind of fighting is different than like going out in space and fighting on battleships and all this stuff. And uh, I, I'd definitely pick Lord of the Rings over Star Wars. See, now that is a smart man. That is a smart man. All right, Brad, what's your next question? Would you rather be the villain in a John Wick movie or a Jason Bourne movie? Damn. Do I kill a dog in the John Wick (laughs) movie? I guess he's... Yes. Then no, I could could never. (laughs) Uh, Make me a terrorist. Uh, Make me, I don't know, still steal millions and millions of dollars but if if i have to kill a dog then i i refuse to do that so make me a, a villain in a jason Bourne universe yeah i'm gonna have to agree with matt here not just because of the dog killing but because keanu reeves scares me way more than matt damon john wick scares me way more than jason Bourne, like way more and i think it's just because it's like the what did they say? Like it's indomitable will or whatever the hell it is. Like he's just constantly after you. He's nonstop. Like that's scary. Like, I, I don't know. So yeah, give me Jason Bourne. I'll take my chances. Whatever. Maybe he'll snipe me from far away and that's it. And I'm toast. But yeah, villain of Bourne. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. Uh, I mean, especially like if I have to like kill his dog or like steal his car. I mean, he's he's never gonna get off my tail. 
never. Like he is, his will is insatiable. So I just, it's, uh, there's no way around that. I feel like Jason Bourne, you know, at least maybe I have a chance or like you said, you know, maybe he snipes me from like 250 meters out and, I, you know, I just, I die a quick death. But like John Wick, I mean, he's going to kill like 47 dudes before he gets to me. I'm going to have to watch him kill those 47 dudes. It's just, it's, it's going to be rough. Yeah. That, that's a tough one. That's a good one. Matt, what do you got? All right. Um, my next question is, would you rather look like Nightcrawler or Beast, but not have either power? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, okay. I think I got my answer. You got yours, Brad? Yeah. Okay. You can go first. Uh, so I'd probably, I'd probably choose Beast. Uh, I just think Beast is a little bit more like, he's a little bit more like burly looking. So, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, maybe, maybe women will be into that. Whereas like Nightcrawler, like I have a tail and shit. Uh, so, I, or at least a longer tail, you know. So that might, I don't know, it might, it might lead to issues in the dating life. So I feel like Beast, I, I think that's, that's the way to go. Yeah, I got to agree with you, Brad. Beast has got to be it. Like, at least I look closer humanoid. I don't have those, like, fucked up hands that he's got <laughs> where it's, like, three, two fingers and a thumb. No long tail where I'm going to get, like, I don't know. And nobody's going to want to pick on someone that's, like, pretty big and blue and kind of kind of cat-looking, but not really cat-looking, more ferocious-looking. And the hair, you can style it at least right like you can do something fun with the hair so yeah yeah i gotta go beast um that's a good one so my second to last one uh is would you rather try to survive in a world like fallout or the last of us now if you've never played the fallout games i'll give you a quick background it's pretty much uh nuclear explosion nuclear war happens and the survivor, you as the player, has to go and survive in this like landscape that's pretty badly damaged by the n- nuclear war. And there's like mutated animals, mutated people, mutated beings, like all these nasty, disgusting things that are out to get you all the time. I would probably go with The Last of Us just because there's like zombies. I feel like zombies are like a little bit more like formidable then say like you know mutated animals because i might run into something like if you guys have ever seen like the movie annihilation i might run into like a two-headed bear or some shit and i feel like that'd be like really intimidating so i'd re- I'd rather deal with a zombie okay what about you matt um i'll probably say fallout just because i think it'd be cool to be able to use soda caps as currency um yeah. but <laughs> no i think um I don't know. I don't know too much about either, but I had a roommate in college that played Fallout, so I feel like at least that gives me more knowledge about that universe and gives me a leg up on The Last of Us having really no knowledge of that, so I'll go with Fallout. Okay. Yeah, I I have no clue. Um, I guess I would go Fallout, but that's only because I've played it more than The Last of Us, and I know a little bit more. But yeah, dude, Brad, it's you'll, you'll run into something like weird shit like you run into like giant mosquito yellow jacket things that just sting you to death like there's no you have to run away shoot run away it's it's, anyways um yeah i don't like zombies they freak me out a little bit 
Um, so yeah, I'd probably go Fallout. Brad, what do you got next? So this is like you would be like the the kill E, or you uh-huh. know however you call it, like you know in in this horror movie. So would you rather be in a Freddy Krueger movie or a Michael Myers movie? Um, well, I'm going to get this out of the way as being the only minority here. Obviously I'm dying first. (laughs) So, um, I don't want to be, I don't know what's freakier dude being toyed with by Freddy or like just something complete. You know what? Let me get stabbed to death by Michael Myers. That's what I'll take. That's fine. I would probably go with, well, jokingly, I'll say Freddy Krueger because I'm an insomniac, so I don't go to sleep anyway. So if if I never go to sleep, then he he can never get me. But, you know, if we're playing by the rules of the game, um, I'd probably go with Michael Myers just because when you're asleep, like, you don't really have control over a lot of things. And he has, I mean, I know Michael Myers is, like, damn near invincible and, can catch up to anybody running, even though he's walking slower than a grandmother. But Freddy Krueger has like special powers in his realm, so I'll go. I'll go with Michael Myers. Yeah, that fucked me up. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Michael Myers. Uh, Matt, what's your second to last one, dude? All right. So my second to last question is: Would you rather have a superhero suit made by Sherry or made by Tony Stark? You want to go first, Brad? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I would. I, I think I definitely go Shuri, uh, just because I think like the the energy harnessing ability of the Black Panther suit is just like that's an insane ability, and I just think like the color schemes are way cooler. Like having like a black and purple suit, like that's. I, I mean, she obviously. I I get a different color scheme because I'm a different superhero, but I just feel like you know the color schemes are way better. I'll look cooler, and I might have more abilities than I would like an Iron Man suit. Yeah, I mean, I'll be like, I'll be in like a suit of metal armor, but I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd rather go for looks personally. Yeah, I, uh, I'm agreeing with you again, Brad. Give me the Shuri suit because she'll make it look like sleek, but also extremely high tech. Like you know, the fact that Black Panther's costume was bulletproof, but it was like pretty skin tight on him is cool. Um, even though Iron Man can make suits that are kind of like cloth material too, which he did with Spider-Man, I don't think Spider-Man's suit was bulletproof or tearproof or anything like that. So yeah, give me the Black Panther style Shuri suit. I don't know what animal I'd want it to be based off of, but that'd be super cool. Yeah, that, that's where it's at for me. Um, so my last question is uh i'm not sure if you guys have seen either of these things so would you rather stay one night in the house of of a haunting of hill house i don't know if you've seen that series or in the house of 13 ghosts that's that's a tough question because i mean it's been a while since i've seen the movie 13 ghosts but I remember Matthew Lillard being funny in it, even though it was like a horror movie. Yeah. Um, 
I think I'm going to have to say The Haunting of Hill House just because the house from 13 Ghosts, the ghosts seemed a lot more violent and there's 13 of them. So that's more than the ones that there were in Haunting of Hill House. And um, I don't know. I feel like I would just have a better chance because the house in uh, 13 Ghosts was also like a weird puzzle and, you know, you were trapped in it. Whereas the haunting of Hill House was just like, hey, we live here, so we're just gonna put up with this until we figure out what's going on. So, I'll go with haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with Matt on this one. Uh, dealing with thirteen ghosts and like a puzzle house that just sounds like way too crazy for me, because uh, I I don't think I'd be very good in a horror movie to begin with. So I feel like just you know make it as simple as possible. You know, there's kids in like haunting of Hill House. So like, you know, how hard can this really be? So yeah, just just give me a haunting of Hill House. Oh. Yeah, fair enough. I I I don't know what I choose, to be honest. If I had to choose one, I would cry until somebody forced me to do either one because yeah, I don't do horror. Um but yeah, Brad, what's your last one? All right. Would you rather be a billionaire and make your own name as a superhero? Or have them predetermined by destiny and be born with your powers. I think I will roll the dice and say be born with them because, you know, obviously Batman's a kick ass hero, Iron Man's a kick ass hero, uh, Oliver Queen's a kick ass hero, but they're limited in what they can do. Um, so I think I'll roll the dice and hope I don't get like a crappy superpower and I get one that is like actually cool and I would want to use. But again, um, you know, being a billionaire also has its perks and benefits, but I think I'll roll the dice and say, be born with it and just hope it's a, a cool superpower. Damn. I don't like agreeing, but I think I'm going to agree with Matt here mainly because even though you got money, and you could potentially do something with it. It's also like you're going to have to do years and years of some form of training to get even close to being able to do something. I mean, maybe you can, you know, make suits of armor, but I don't I don't know if I'm that smart. I could pay somebody to do it like Lucius Fox, but they'll probably snitch me out. So yeah, I'll I'll take the powers, hopefully like Matt said I get a cool one and not like I don't know if you guys watch Family Guy, but if you've seen the episode where they get superpowers and Meg, all she does is like grow her nails. Like, <laughs> if that were to happen that's, to me, I'd be so pissed. That's what I was thinking of when I was saying that. <laughs> yeah, that would be so shitty. But, you know, hopefully it's something that I can make a difference with. You know, preferably like super speed. That would be money. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I think I'd probably go the billionaire route personally. Uh, just because I feel like there's like there's so many different routes I could go and like if I even had the chance to be like a Batman or like a Moon Knight or like somebody like that like I feel like that'd be pretty freaking badass and like you know I'd have like a bat plane or you know I'd have like batarangs and I'd have like all these cool like gadgets like high-tech gadgets and I just I don't know I feel like that'd be badass yeah I feel it Matt What's your last one, dude? All right. So mine's kind of similar to Brad's um, because one has to do with money and the other doesn't. But 
would you rather have Bruce Wayne's origin where you watch your parents die in front of you? Or would you rather have Peter Parker's origin where you never knew your parents, but also your uncle dies? Ooh. Um, can I go first, Brad? Is that cool? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to roll with the Peter Parker one. Um, now, it sounds pretty damn morbid, but at the minimum, at least I don't know my parents. Like, I'll always have that longing and like, oh, man, but I don't have to witness them die in front of me because that's a whole game changer. I mean, we saw what it did to Bruce Wayne. It drove that dude, like, to the brink of, you know, sanity. Like, he's pretty, he toes the line sometimes. And while my uncle dies or my deal dies, at least... It doesn't seem to haunt, you know, Peter as much. So maybe it wouldn't haunt me as much. Maybe I would try to use it as like an inspiration thing. Yeah. So I'm going Spider-Man's origin. Sorry to, to my deals, but you're going to die. I, I, I'd have to agree with Carlos. Uh, I just think, uh, I you know, it's collateral. Uh, you're minimizing the collateral damage, you know, having like two parents die right in front of you. Versus having like your uncle die right in front of you, I just you know you gotta you gotta take the lesser the lesser grief of the two, and I just feel like you know you'd have less of a kind of like a PTSD you know like Batman kind of goes through you know uh, yeah I'd, I'd definitely have to go with Spider Man's origin or Peter Parker's yeah yeah okay so those are those are pretty fun I really enjoyed those and uh, yeah Matt Brad I hope you guys liked liked it too. Um, I hope everybody listening liked it. Um, hoping that you know, on slow news weeks and stuff, we'll do more things like that. We got a few more things planned. Um, but yeah, let's get right into just the end of the show, what we've been waiting to talk about for quite some time. So, this is your spoiler warning if you haven't watched yet, hit pause, whatever, because we're going to talk about the last episode of WandaVision and let's just jump right in. That was nuts, dude. I thought it was awesome. Like, I, you know, I know a lot of people had set the expectations really high, and I think we set our expectations really high. Just talking about it each week was kind of like, who's it going to be? Is there this? Is there this? Um, I really enjoyed it, though. And I'm going to pat myself on the back because Agatha was indeed stealing the power. Because I think I asked that. I was like, yo, dude, is she stealing the power? Because that's what it kind of looked like. And so we kind of see Agatha being able to start stealing the power. Um, I just thought overall as a series finale, cause that's what it was called. It wrapped it up nice enough. Um, I enjoyed all the things about it. It was a good, um, I liked seeing her finally embrace what she is really not knowing, not knowing a lot about it, but embracing it. The white vision versus the construct vision was cool. Um, and it had some really good family moments, like, you know, um, the thank you for letting me be your mom. Like, that was like, oh, it, it was a little, you know, touching moment. And her and Vision talking was really, really powerful. And I enjoyed those little moments. Um, I think I enjoyed that almost more than, like, the big fighting things. Um, but, yeah, what do you guys think? Like, how are you guys feeling about it? We haven't really talked about it at all. So, like, Brad, how are you feeling about it right now? At first, I was I was a little bit underwhelmed, uh, just because like we had like talked about so many theories, and you know we had so many things like running through our minds of like what was going to happen. 
but and like it kind of lacked like the immediate shock value you know like it didn't have like that like you know drop you off a cliffhanger that like we have to wait you know for nine months you know for dr strange but though like the more i started to like digest it and think about it like the more i liked it uh because like it was it was subtle but i feel like it also like set up the future of the mcu in like a really good way like for instance like monica being called into the theater uh you know and like the agent becomes like a scroll and she says like oh you know your mom's friend wants to meet you like up there and obviously i think that's probably going to be samuel L. jackson so that could lead into captain marvel 2 so I think that'll be really cool, and I'll, I'll go to Matt. I have more to say, but I don't want to. I don't want to steal everything. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was terrible. I I was waiting for Mephisto. <laughs> I was waiting for Magneto. I was waiting for Doctor Strange. I was waiting for Fantastic Four. I was waiting for you know. No, I'm kidding. Um, I do agree with Brad. Where at first I was kind of like a little disappointed because I was waiting for that like big reveal or that like huge cliffhanger because you know with I think Infinity War we had that at the end of that movie where it was just like holy shit like the snap actually happened like now what do they do so I was waiting for some like real monumental event to happen like that but the more you know as Brad said the more I digested it I I thought it was really nice the way it, it ended the show um I don't think there's going to be a season two. I think this was just kind of like leading into the next phase. And I know I've said on the podcast before, one thing that I really love about superheroes is it's at the core relating to real life problems and things that people can connect with. And I think when you take away the powers, when you take away all the different things that make this a superhero show is you have a person who's gone through so much in her life that she's still struggling accepting what's happened and, and dealing with that and with her powers she's able to create an alternate reality of i'm just going to ignore everything every bad thing that's happened to me before and make this my new reality even right. though there were parts that were slipping in that showed she knew this wasn't right and she couldn't keep doing this to you know the the neighbors and the the real people of westview but you know, I, I thought that was really a great part of the story that people can connect with. Yeah. It's, we all go through loss and we all have to deal with our. So, you know, keep rambling on. We'll, we'll get to different points. But yeah, I mean, overall, I'd, I'd probably on a scale of one to 10 give it a nine. Yeah. And I like that you brought that up, Matt, about, you know, them kind of humanizing that aspect of her going through all this stuff right and i think they did that through monica telling her like you don't hate me you know you know um wanda asking her like you don't hate me and she's like no with your power i would have brought back the people i love too and because most of us in you know most of us in the world us three probably would have you know if we suffered as much loss as she did we probably would have done something similar like if we had the ability right um so I really enjoyed that. Like, I didn't think it was, oh, I, I didn't need all the crazy action. Like, the them two fighting was cool. It was fine. I was really impressed that, you know, like, oh, when she started throwing the magic at her, Agatha's taking it in, and then she's missing her, and Agatha's, like, kind of like, what's going on? Like, why is she doing this? And then you see the runes, right? As Agatha's, like, magic starts to go away, and you see that, oh, she learned. And I think 
that's the the point where we're going to start seeing like oh now that she's learning that this is like magic that she can start going forward and doing with like in controlling even more i think it's setting up for her to be potentially even more powerful than we're realizing at the moment because you know first step is like her embracing it like okay this is what i am now it's like okay i'm learning parts of this like i know how to make runes could you imagine if she like covered the entire world in that thing and threw runes all over it. Like everybody who uses magic would be screwed. And um, I, yeah, I enjoyed things like that. Cause I think it's going to lead perfectly into, you know, Dr. Strange, what they kind of hinted at, right. Whenever Agatha says like, Oh, the dark cold, which is the book of the damned, which we finally see. And it is the book that is missing in Dr. Strange. So they kind of tied it all back in, you know, that you're stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. So this kind of makes me feel like, okay, we're going to see what's going to happen. And I can't wait to see that movie. Um, any other little bits, Brad? Cause I know you said you had a lot that you wanted to keep going on. Yeah. Um, just like the, the being more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme thing makes me think that she's going to end up being like the villain of Doctor Strange 2, uh, just personally. I think she's going to get like a really, really uh, powerful like charge up in, in the next movie or the next couple movies. Personally, uh, just seeing everything like uh, I don't know if you guys caught on, but like there's like a billboard behind Agatha and it says like uh, squeaky clean. And it says like uh, Mother Nature's power or Mother Nature's cleaning power or something like that. And people online think that could be like an ode to uh, Cthone, who I talked about last week. And that's why there was like such an emphasis on the mountain that she was at in the post credit scene. Because uh, Cthone lit or uh, was, you know, sentenced or, you know, banished to the mountain back in like, I think it was like the sixth century. So it could be like she's reading through that book and she does like a spell wrong or something and she ends up becoming like a vessel for Cthone, which that could lead into like our next like Avengers level event. So it's it's going to I think it's going to be really interesting to see like where they take her character, because I think it could go either way. Like she could be just like a really powerful hero or she could be like this like uber powerful, crazy God level villain. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up Cthone because I think, you know, and the the vessel part, which I guess she has been in the past, like in past comic book iterations, she has been a vessel for him. So that I wouldn't, you know, and Agatha kind of said that too, right? The like, oh, you don't realize what you just unleashed. Or she kind of kept saying stuff like that where it was like, oh, you don't realize what you're doing. You don't realize what you just unleashed. And so that hints at like you know that's a deep cut if you're not a marvel person but yeah cathone's basically the like chaos magic creator type guy and he's gonna be if he's in the next movie or whatever it's gonna be a problem um matt you got anything to add yeah i mean i you uh said the part that i was gonna mention about how agatha said you have no idea like what you've done what you've unleashed the events that you're setting in motion and I, I think it can go in either direction of you know does wanda become a vessel for cathone and was this him was this him pulling the strings and making it so he has you know the scarlet witch at his disposal 
or is it just you know he he appears or maybe mephisto or you know somebody else um and she's just really powerful and her and dr strange are working together or is it how do we beat the big bad without you know killing uh wanda because it's it's still wanda um inside the the scarlet witch character but two things in the episode that i kind of didn't like um is the uh white vision i thought they were leading that up and then we didn't really get that much with it um i, I made the joke uh, i think to brad where it seemed like the construct vision just like reset the modem for white vision it was like oh let me just hit your reset button and now you're gonna fly away and you know eventually become the original vision or you know whatever they were alluding to um so i thought that they could have gone maybe in a different direction because after that quick little fight scene between the two he just flew off and we didn't hear about him see him again so it was kind of like oh holy crap like here's white vision okay now he's gone and then the other thing that they did that i did not like at all was kind of turn pietro even though it was the fake one into like a joke it was like, oh his real name's boner i was just like really like we're we're going in that direction we're just going to make him kind of like a gag so i i didn't like what they did with those two characters um i i thought that they could have done something better with both of them but uh those were kind of the two main things that i i did not enjoy with the the episode yeah i mean i can definitely see that i i feel like um the the pietro thing was a little like uh, i don't know it it, it was I was trying not to focus on it too much, but uh, I guess it is it is an issue. I wish they would have done something like, oh, maybe he disappears somehow and it was really someone else from a different, you know, it was really the actual Pedro with none of his memories from a different, you know, universe. Or they could have done something cool like that, but to make him kind of a resident and make him with a ridiculous name was a little whatever um i'm bummed out i think the only thing that bummed me out besides that that thing was like that monica didn't have like a bigger role in the last two episodes like i i really wish i i thought her character was super cool and i really wish we would have gotten just a little bit more because if you don't know comics you kind of don't really get to see what her powers are you know what i mean you saw like the bullets kind of being able to pass through her phase through her and you know she's able to see like magic i guess because she kind of turned to her eye thing and saw the uh, the necklace and ripped it off of him um so i wish we would have gotten just a little bit more of her and been able to kind of explore that but i guess they're probably going to explore it in captain marvel 2 like she's going to be probably a bigger supporting character and um yeah, that that's gonna be great too. Uh, setting Captain Marvel two up, setting, uh, you know, multiverse of madness. You know, Doctor Strange too. Um, Brad, was there anything that you kind of didn't like or anything like that? Uh, I mean, I did. I did have a little bit of problem with like the Pietro thing. I felt like they could have done that a little better. Uh, it felt like kind of like the um, the Mandarin thing from uh iron mm. man 3 which is like one of my one of the biggest blunders or like one of my biggest blunders in like marvel history or marvel cinematic history is i just i really dislike that angle and so i feel like just making it like a joke it's kind of it kind of spoiled like all the lead up to his character 
So that was something that I really didn't like. Uh, other than that, I mean, I, I I didn't really have anything. But yeah, I, I would have liked to see Wanda have a little bit bigger, or not Wanda, I'm sorry, uh, Monica have a little bit bigger role. I just thought her character was so was so good you know they they read it they wrote it so well you know with like her losing her mom and like the the build-up from captain marvel and everything like that i just feel like they were positioning for for like a bigger role um so i mean i she's obviously going to get a bigger role later in the in the universe but i just i feel like they could have done like a little bit more with her character yeah for sure i mean other than those little things i think this series as a whole was really good um i i enjoyed it you know just watching the evolution of her the characters and kind of going through it and being on that journey was really really cool and now i can't wait you know now it just got me excited for the next movie with these characters in it right like it made me go like okay can't wait for captain like i already said can't wait for captain marvel 2 can't wait for doctor strange 2 what the hell's gonna happen with vision can't wait to see where he's at what he's doing so i think marvel always does a good job of building that like excitement and uh, they know the direction they're going. So I'm even though I have those complaints, I'm just going to ride with it and can't wait to see where it takes us. Um, any final thoughts, Matt? You got anything? Um, not really, not anything specific. Just um, I, I thought the show for, you know, what it what the purpose was it being a one season show to kind of set up the development of the Scarlet Witch and lead on, lead on to the, the Doctor Strange movie. I thought it did a great job and it just made me excited for the uh, other shows that are coming out. Um, you know, uh, the Falcon and um, I'm drawing a blank on him, Winter Soldier. And then uh, the Loki show as well. You know, it's who knows if they're going to follow kind of the same formula that they did for WandaVision where there's going to be important development of characters and it sets up for the next thing or if it's going to be different and it's going to have more reveals or, you know, something else. Um, but it's, again, just Marvel proving that they kind of own the live action uh, portrayal of the superheroes that we, we all love and adore. Yeah. Brad, do you got any final thoughts? Yeah, um, I just, uh, I like Matt said, you know, I'm really excited to see where they go with the, the next two series. And uh, I think the Falcon and Winter Soldier, personally, I feel like that might lead into like the Thunderbolts because they're already doing, uh, they're already doing Zemo. And I think Marvel has talked about doing a Thunderbolts movie. So I think it would only make sense if they kind of like form the Thunderbolts in this series or like formed like maybe half of them at like the end of the series. And then that leads into a, a Thunderbolts movie. And then you also have like She-Hulk coming out where you could maybe get like a, an abomination sighting, which she's part of the Thunderbolts. Mm. And then Loki, uh, I think Loki might lead into like, maybe like Thor Love and Thunder, uh, which, yeah, which we got uh, set photos of. And Natalie Portman's looking, uh, looking extra buff. Dude, <laughs> she looks fucking yoked i I couldn't i I didn't know if those were um 
like photoshopped or not right i was like dude this has got to be photoshopped because just the way she's standing she looked like you know her her traps look really big but her like arms dude her delts and shit are really defined and then i saw like three different photos and i was like oh shit this is real like she's swole dude one thing uh real quick i want to add in that uh brad just reminded me of about loki was thing that i was reading about the series is this version of loki is the one from the first avengers movie so this is before um frigga dies this is before him and thor kind of have that reconnection so it's not going to be at least from what a lot of people are speculating is it's not going to be the loki that kind of turned back towards being the the good loki the kind of anti-hero and it's going to be more of like this is thanos's kind of second hand um you know second in command that was trying to get the uh, infinity stone for him so it'll be interesting to see if that's true and that it's more of like the evil version of loki and not like the the version of loki that everyone loves to hate kind of yeah i'm super intrigued by that show like i'm just trying to figure out is he going to be working like are they forcing him to work for the tva are they like forcing him to make mistakes that he made because that's another thing right is he got the stone went back and looks like he either goes back in time or is transported somewhere so how is that gonna work and yeah i'm excited for it. i can't wait i think the falcon and winter soldier looks really cool i you know i'm excited to see what angle they go there and if it sets up thunderbolts which i don't know if everybody knows thunderbolts is almost like the marvel version of the suicide squad it's basically a bunch of kind of villains that try to do some good sometimes but it's almost like they fuck shit up more than anything and it's like red hulk abomination zemo um norman osborne isn't on that team a lot um so yeah yeah that that would be a really cool team and if that led into it that'd be awesome well I mean, that's pretty much all we got. Um, uh, I thank everybody so much for listening. Thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. Um, please keep, you know, checking us out. Uh, leave us comments, ratings, reviews, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Matt and Brad, for being here and doing this with me weekly. I really appreciate it. And um, see you guys next week. See you guys. Have a good week. See you guys next week.